behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. And it is that time. Fix it radio, KLZ 560. Welcome. Thank you all for joining us. Live show today, April the 29th. If you're listening to us on Tuesday, thank you again for listening, but we're not live on Tuesdays. We're live on Saturday mornings from 9 to 10, and if you want to call in, we are more than willing to help out and listen to whatever it is you need, 303-477-5600. You can text us a question as well, 307-200-8222. Myself, Larry Unger, Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer. Larry's usually answering phones, but we, we grabbed him for this morning. I just showed up. Here we are. Larry's always here. Appreciate you, by the way, very much. I think that. So those of you listening, anything you need, again, as we head now, finally, last week we were talking and there was snow on the ground at this same time, but we don't have that this morning. It's going to be a beautiful weekend, actually, beautiful week ahead. And hopefully we've sort of turned that corner as we head into now the real spring and summer. So if you guys... You know, again, have any questions regarding any of that, please let us know. I did reach out to Dave Hart from Roof Savers of Colorado to get an update. I know there's some things going on in the roofing world that he continues to update me on in regards to just supply of shingles, costs, what insurance companies are doing, and so on. And if Dave gets a chance, I'm sure he'll call in. Uh, otherwise, I'll get him on here in the next week or two to talk about some of those things because that's a, that's a uh, an ever-changing, I guess you could say, uh, arena Larry, because the you know the insurance companies are finally figuring out. Wait a minute, we we can't just go throw a roof on everybody's home just because it's aged and there now be a little bit of damage. So they're doing a lot of prorating. They, they're changing the actual deductibles and how that works. You really have to pay attention to your policy to know what it says. But to just think, oh, I'll wait for the next hailstorm and get a roof, then it doesn't really work that way any not longer, exactly. folks. Nope. Not, not exactly that way. Now, in some cases, depending upon your policy, it may, but it, I, I would not look at it that way. And, of course, personal responsibility is a big deal we talk about here all the time, and that is keeping that maintenance up and doing the things necessary so you don't get to the point where you actually have to do a full replacement. But I thought we'd start talking now that we're not that far from Mother's Day, what are we, about three weeks from Mother's Day? There's a lot of folks that will tell you you can go ahead and start planting things even prior to Mother's Day. It used to be the old rule of thumb in Colorado was don't plant anything outside until after Mother's Day. There are some things, though, you can do prior to that. In fact, there's even some plants and things you can do as long as you cover them. If it gets super cold, you know, you're still okay. I will say that in my world, and talking to Larry about this this morning, some of you listening probably feel the same way. In my property, I've only got about half of my trees that are fully bloomed, and the other half are just starting to just exactly. slightly yep. pop out. And, yes, once they start popping out, it doesn't take very long for them to, to grow into their full foliage. But we, in my, at least in my case where I live, a little bit behind as far as getting the trees you know, bloomed out and looking good. And the reason for that is just the, the weather that we've had. It's been a longer winter than normal. And for those of you that are transplants, maybe that just moved to Colorado, no. The, the winter we've just had, at least for the past 20 years or more, has not been normal. That's true. Now, we do get some winters that are heavier than others, but 
are we getting into a trend now where we're going to see longer winters like we just went through? Honestly, I have no idea. We In Colorado, typically, we've got three pretty solid months of winter. Normally, that will shift. In other words, if it starts in November, we're typically done by end of February, early March. Yep. Some years, it doesn't start till December. In that case, it goes all the way through the end of March. Yeah, so there's been some years where we've had really nice weather, and it doesn't get fired up until early January, and then it'll run all the way till you know the April. So three, four months is typically what we have. This year, we, we had... October, November, December, January, February, March, and a good portion of April. We've had seven months this year. And we're not done yet. And we're not done of winter. So it, yep. it's been a longer winter this year for a lot of you. If you think it's been a longer winter, you're not imagining it. <laughs> it has been. In fact, in Colorado, we're typically not used to seeing the white stuff on the ground most of the winter. And as you all know, this past winter, we went several months, which doesn't normally – several months, not weeks – Several months where, especially the north sides of properties, homes, and so on, there was snow literally there the entire winter, and that is not normal for us in Colorado. No, it's, no, it's not, but it has been. Uh, my front yard, which faces north, on the west side of my front yard, I've had snow out there for almost five months. Right. There you go. Proving my point. So, going to talk today about... Just getting things ready now that it's that time of the year, and some of you may be out even doing some things today, and if that's the case, I get it. You may be working and doing things. We had tons and tons of phone calls last week because of the bad weather, basically. Yep. Today may not be the, that way. I understand that because you want to get out and do some things, and I fully understand that. No no harm done. I get that. And what I will say is, yes, now it is time. I was going to talk about this last week, but we decided with the weather we'd put it off a week. So we'll talk today about just... Firing up the irrigation, getting the lawn ready, what do you need to do, what are some of the first steps, so on and so forth. So with the rain we've had and the fact that we might even have a little bit of rain early this week, yes, we're at a point where we need to get the irrigation system fired up. How imperative is it to get that fired up? Um, frankly, not as imperative as it would normally be in a normal year. Now, midweek, we're going to be around 80. So, yes, do we want to get things fired up? Yes, but is it an emergency? No, there's other things that we should be working on this weekend. So what I would do if it were me, especially on a smaller yard, and this is what I will do actually, is go ahead and start working on the yard. Get the things prepped in the yard that you want to get prepped, whatever you normally do. If you fertilize, if you aerate, if you do some raking, if you've got some areas where maybe there's some winter kill because of the longer winter that we've had, which, by the way, you may have. I've got a couple of areas where I've got a little bit of winter kill, and, yes, winter kill can happen. Get those things taken care of first, and then once you've got that done, you know, I would say then get into firing up the sprinkler system and so on. And we can talk some about that. We've got a full hour. Uh, Dave said yes. He will call here in just a few minutes. He's actually down in Florida for uh, his anniversary. So happy anniversary, Dave, if you're listening. So, yeah, he'll be calling here momentarily and give us an update on things. Steve in Colorado Springs, what's up, sir? Good morning. What a bodacious day. Yeah, it's awesome. A couple quick things. Really important to anybody. That owns property, number one, and I'm sure you know about this, you might even discuss it in one of the other shows, but this 1% hit, the people with a 5 over 680 to, that goes, that's 5,000 on every 500,000, that goes to people under 680 that are allergic to paying their bills. Right. That's correct. I, I don't get that. I well, get and right that now, that's way. actually, believe it or not, being challenged in 
court as we speak because there's some folks that feel that written that's just not a constitutional thing and it's they didn't vote on it they were supposed to if anything along those lines that they put out is supposed to be voted on they didn't they just sort of mandated it and that's being argued right now now in the meantime it is what it is steve but i don't know how long that's going to stand well i don't either i hope it doesn't pass constitutional muster and the next one is these goofballs total marches up there underneath the dome in denver They've got this spending bill, uh, HB 231199 or something like that. What it says is, and you might even talk about this, is it proposes that whenever you sell a property, that the local city-county entity has first order refusal. Yeah, I've talked about that and one during the like, week intensively. haven't done it much here on this show, but, uh, yeah, we've talked not, about that in depth during the week. That is the erosion of basic private property. Yep. Sure is. And that's a fundamental fundamental constitutional right. And how the, I hope it does not pass constitutional muster. But this is serious because they've got like 60 days to accept or not. 45, I think is what it is. 45 days to accept, 45. if not. And But for, for all of those listening, it's basically if you live in particular areas, and that could be changed and grown, and you, you, know, you and I both know, Steve, how that works. This gives basically any governing body, uh, you know, state, uh, state, local, county, whatever in the state of Colorado gives them authority where if they want to buy your home, you essentially, your home or multi multiplex, I think it's, is it three or more or four more? I can't remember, Steve, but if you've got like a, 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 a quad, you know, quadplex or an apartment building or something along those lines, not your home, but if you've got a quadplex or something like that or an apartment building, you have to notify the authorities that you're putting it on the market for sale at X price. And again, as you said, they've got 45 days to decide if they want to buy it or not, which again, slows down your process. And, and, so even if you've got a buyer in hand, you can't sell until they say no. And after the 45, 120 to close. That's right. And of course, they're targeting not just single family, but like you say, the multifamily. The goal is, is supposedly, ostensibly, affordable housing. That's exactly right. The real yes. goal. That's what the they're trying goal, to sell it as. The real goal is to get people in the little boxes and get rid of single family. Right. Great. Yep. Anyway, sure, sure enjoy your show. Thank you very much, Steve. Appreciate it. No, and I've talked about that one during the week. I may get, I may talk about that here. We'll uh, we'll see what, how things go here over the next couple of weeks and, and and where that goes. I'll keep watching that, too, and let you all know. Dave Hart, Roof Savers of Colorado. What's up, sir? Happy anniversary. Much. <laughs> Thank you very much. How are you doing today? We're doing great. And uh, uh, thanks for calling in. I know you're not in the state, but Absolutely. I appreciate you calling in, giving us an update. You and I have been kind of chatting back and forth on just things yep. that are changing in the roofing world, insurance world, and so on. Give us an update, Dave. Yeah. You know, I'd say the two biggest things right now are supply of older shingles, like trying to do repairs on the three-tap asphalt shingles. Um, we can get some here and there, but colors are getting hard to hard to match for repairs. Um, but the biggest thing right now is, especially as we're all kind of getting ready for the, the typical storm season that's getting ready to start, um, insurance companies are really starting to crack down on, on roofs that are 10 years old or older where they – Either they're not going to insure them, or they're going to give you uh, 50% of what it's going to cost mm. to replace your roof. Even if you have full replacement cost value, they're okay. going to get sticky. Okay. Um, we're starting to run into that with uh, in the real estate world. People are trying to sell their homes or buy homes. The roof is 10 years old. Some are not insuring the roofs. So we got to put a new roof on, even though it doesn't need it. Um, but we are working with a lot of them to start getting uh, them to recognize what we are doing with RoofMax, the treatments. Um, so that's starting to have some positive signs and hopefully negate that problem and challenge in, in the real estate end of things. So it's 
it's get a little crazy. It's uh, it's a bit frustrating to be honest. Well, and some of the things really that you and I've been talking about now for a couple of years, it's just every year it just it just keeps getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And and I'm not you know I'm not taking sides here, but I will also say that you know insurance companies and we all know this they're there for the or they're supposed to be there for those crises and emergencies. They are not, right. and I say this all the time, and especially the sponsors that we've got, American National. Uh, insurance, especially, mm-hmm. Dave, I will tell you right yep. now that you know they're not meant to be a maintenance policy. You're not right. buying a service contract right. for your car. You're buying insurance. So if there's something catastrophic that comes along, it can get taken care of. You know, bad windstorm takes all the shingles off. Okay, that one right. I understand. Right. But if the roof is 15 years old and now it hails, how can you expect right. the insurance company to cover every single thing that's gone on when it's already 15 years old and its life is two thirds gone? Absolutely. And that just brings up the point of, of, again, keeping that roof in the best condition you possibly can. So if for some reason your carrier is not going to cover or not going to cover the whole thing, you still got a good roof on the house. Correct. Um, so it's just it's it's getting crazy. We've we've had a few uh, before I left town. I had a few inspections to look at where people think, well, my roof is twelve years old. The insurance company should replace it. And to your point. That's not how it works. It, it doesn't. <laughs> my car wears out every three years because the amount of driving I do, but my insurance company is not going to replace it for me. Right. Um, so it just the, the mentality. So we're doing a lot more educating and talking to a lot of people about how insurance companies are beginning to work, how it does work. Um, don't call your insurance company just because you have some wind. I mean, if you if you see something major. Still call somebody. I'd take a look at it first. Call you first. Um, Not call someone. Yeah. Call Dave first. Don't call anybody else. Call Don't me. call your adjuster. Call Dave. Have him out. Absolutely. Get him on the roof, and then you can start that process of what do you. What are your options, yeah. and what do you do next? It's sort of like Dave. And exactly. I talk about this on Drive Radio, where somebody's been involved in an accident. Car's still drivable. Rather than waiting for an adjuster to come out and go through that whole process, you know, you can go you, by law. You can go to any collision center you want to and try to right. figure out what you want to do. With that repair, you don't have to rely on the insurance company to tell you what to do. This is a similar situation. In fact, I would tell everybody, do not call your adjuster because even in his notes, very easily, depending upon who you're dealing with and what kind of an insurance company it is, especially if it's an online company where there's a 1-800 number and you've called in or you went online and started something, even an inquiry, Dave, that's now on your record, and we don't want that. No, you don't. Because at the end of the day, that ends up being what's called a zero-dollar claim, the, the potential of... And you get a couple of those, then yep. you're not going to be getting insurance on your roof. And it's, Correct. It just, it, it's like your credit report. It, it's there. It sits on the record for, I don't actually even know how many years, but I'm guessing up to seven years. And, uh, and you, can, you can have some challenges. So it's, I mean, we're, in this time of year as well, we're getting a lot of what they call the door knockers, the storm chasers, where yes. we haven't had a storm, but it's warm enough to work and get on roofs and look. And people are out telling uh, homeowners to call their insurance company because they have some granule loss. And they say, oh, well, the insurance company will buy it. Um, Every roof has some granular loss with the roof uh, max treatment. There's less, but you're still going to have a little bit of that no matter what, Dave. It's just the natural process of what's happening, right? Well, they're designed to do that. But, you know, nothing's going to last forever. So, you know, the roof max treatment will drastically slow down that process, that aging process. um, But you do get granular loss. Yep. And uh, but some of these storm chasers are trying to equate that to uh, hail damage and Mm -hmm. call your insurance company and we guarantee we'll get you a new roof. So, I mean, it's just. It's just the games. It's craziness. So the reality is, call me. We'll come take a look at it. We'll give you the, the honest evaluation of where things are at, and then uh, provide you with an option that works best for, you know, for yep. your house. 
for all you listening yeah. to, rather than just spout off a bunch of phone numbers, fixitradio.com. Go there. Dave is listed. Really yeah. easy. He's the only roofer that I have on all of the different sites that we have. He's our guy. So if you need anything at all, just call Dave, and he'd be happy. As we just said, he'll come out and take care of you. Absolutely. Anytime. You're the man, Dave. I didn't mean to take time out of your anniversary weekend, so appreciate you joining us, but I wanted to get an update to folks. You bet. Awesome. I appreciate it, John. You guys have a great weekend. You, you bet, man. Have a good one. Be safe coming back home, and appreciate Dave. Good guy, great heart. And, and the one thing about Dave that I will say, which is true with all of our partners here, by the way, not just Dave, is, is again, good heart, wants to do what's right for you, uh, not looking out for the best interest of the insurance company, but looking out for the best interest of you and how things are going to work down the road. And as he said a moment ago, and I, and I agree with this, the last thing you want to do is start something with the insurance company that never needed started in the first place. And what I mean by that is you may find that, oh, Dave can come out and do a few repairs. It's most likely going to be under your, let's say it's even at your deductible. Maybe it's not even under, but it's at your deductible. Why would you turn that in? You wouldn't. Because it's going to It's going to cost your, you anyways. Yep. All, all you're doing now is making, a, as Dave said, a zero claim or a claim that your deductible is going to cover everything anyways. And at that point, why bother turning it in? Just self-insure yourself, which is essentially what you're doing at that point. Cover that repair on your own and away you go. So Stack Optical, another great sponsor of ours, by the way, Alan Stack. And I talk about it all the time, especially on Ready Radio, to where he can design any type of eyewear that you need. And what I mean by that is if you're somebody that does a lot of things outdoors and you want a prescription set of sunglasses or just a regular set of sunglasses or you want uh, an interchangeable set where maybe you're doing something indoors and outdoors or you've got safety glasses or you name it, whatever the need is. In fact, even where you need the bifocal or trifocal placed in the lens, Alan can do that in whatever means necessary to take care of you and the lifestyle that you have. Stack Optical. Call Alan today, 303-321-1578. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to tax, pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 321 buy down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass.
You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Winter is nearing its end, but the threats to your roof's integrity are not. Warmer temperatures mean melting snow and spring rains. Don't wait until there's water inside your home to act. Be proactive today by calling Roof Savers Colorado. Here at Roof Savers, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement without compromising the performance of your roof. This 100% plant-based product gives you the new roof performance without new roof costs. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. Call today to schedule your free roof inspection. Call us at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your roof can keep unwanted leaks away. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it very much. Myself, Larry Unger, Charlie Grimes, of course, and we'll get back into yard care, or, you know, really firing things up here as we head into the spring time. Now, you may notice in your yard, and this is something that I was just covering with Larry during the break there, you may notice as you start doing some of this cleanup or the beginnings of it, and you may have even noticed it up to this point, you might notice that there's some really sort of bearish or yellow spots in your yard. Everything else is is starting, especially with the rain and everything we've just had. You're noticing everything else is starting to look really nice and green, but you've got either some really thin spots in the grass or you've even got some spots where it's completely dead. That could easily be winter kill. Some of you may say, well, what's that? Well, there's a lot of technical things we could get into that I won't, but essentially, in some cases, depending upon how long the snow sat in that particular area, it's freeze-thaw, all of that, it could actually have killed the grass in that particular area. The easiest thing to do, there's two, two ways to fix that, and depending upon the size of the spot, easiest thing, honestly, if you've got the ability to do it, is just cut that piece out. Go, you know, go buy a roll of sod at wherever you want to, your local home and garden store, the big box stores, wherever. But go buy a roll of sod, which typically will give you about six foot, I don't know, two foot wide, six foot long, somewhere yep. in that neighborhood. And if need be, you can cut that. And you can actually use, I don't know, either a carpet knife or a real sharp knife. I mean, it doesn't take much to cut sod. But you essentially should cut the sod out and lay it over the top of that area that you're going to replace. And then just mark that area in the same fashion, laying the sod on top, knowing, okay, I've got to cut out what's underneath that. i got to get rid of that. Now, also get a nice bag of topsoil. Have that handy because you're going to want to sort of rejuvenate the soil underneath, throw some new topsoil in, put the sod down, and away you go. Now, that's the quick and easy way to do it. You can also, depending upon the size, 
rake that area up really, really good. I mean, with a really stiff rake, not just a leaf rake, but one of the the tanged rakes where you can really get in there yep. and sort of you know dig up, if you would, some of the old nasty dead grass that's there then you can also then on top of that same thing you're going to want to have some topsoil handy you can put some topsoil on top of those areas you can reseed that with whatever blend of grass you've got typically around here it's kentucky bluegrass you want to go ahead and get a blend of seed again all of your home and garden stores will have that and you can just throw some seed out and there's nothing it'll tell you you know how precise you need to be but let me tell you typically you can just sort of throw it out there like you're feeding chickens and sprinkle it in and mix it in really good and just start watering that area and you will have new grass that grows up and takes care of some of that winter kill the other thing you can do some of you don't realize this but um, over the winter things can happen i.e. vehicles can drive off, the, you know, especially with the winter that we've had, vehicles can drive off the driveway and onto the grass, therefore you know, sinking the grass down or sinking the yard in. Sometimes you know, things can happen to where even something drove over the grass. Maybe you live in an area where the septic truck had to get in and out or something along those lines, and maybe you've got a really low area in the grass. That's easy as well. You can actually take, again, topsoil, and depending upon how much you need, you may want to have a load delivered or just go buy a few bags. But the way that works is similar to pouring concrete. What I mean by that is make sure you've got a long 2x4, and you're going to take your topsoil and literally just lay it right over the top of the existing grass that's there. You don't have to kill the grass or do anything underneath. Just take that existing low spot and put in that topsoil right in that same area, and then you're going to take your 2x4 and scrape that out level and feather it out into the rest of the grass to where now you've just got this big black spot of dirt that's on top of your other grass. And yes, the grass underneath, over time, and it doesn't take very long, will grow up through that, and that spot will then now become level like the rest of your grass. Now, I also know, depending upon how deep that spot is, you may have to apply that a couple of different times because it'll sink in a little bit as time goes by and the water gets in because you're not going to walk all over that. You're just leveling it out, letting the grass grow back through. Leveling it out, let the grass grow back through. You're, you're not trying to, to pack all of that down and make it level like you would hard dirt that you're going to put a, you know, a hard surface on top of. This is just in your grass. But you can end up with low spots for all sorts of reasons. Those of you in new developments, you can have some settling that goes on to where yep. something may just settle around the house, and now you've got a big low spot. You can see water <laughs> sitting in it, or you saw you know, snow, different things like that sitting in it. That's one of the ways to take care of some of those low spots. And again, we're getting things ready to go this time of the year. So it doesn't matter how things look, is my point. We're, we're getting things geared up. You're not going to have that golf course look. I'm looking at the golf course right now, and it doesn't even have that full green. You know, It's going to be a couple of weeks away over here to the west of us looking out the window at the golf course. Even it doesn't look like a full-board golf course yet because it's just the winter that we've had and some of what we've been talking about up to this point. So once all that's done, you're good to go when it comes to those particular spots. Now, the other thing that you've got to look at this time of the year specifically is if you've had any kind of crabgrass. And some of you say, what's crabgrass? Well, you can look it up online. It'll tell you what it is. But it's, it's grass that's got a very, very wide leaf, up to a half inch in some cases, quarter inch to a half inch wide. Yep. And it's a very prickly kind of a thick leaf. I don't know how else to explain it, Larry, other than just, and it's crabgrass. You Normally you can see what it looks like. Now, this time of the year, because of the way crabgrass is, don't be shocked if there's not a dandelion in the middle of it. Yep. Because the dandelions are big right now as well. They're, they're 
popping up. We'll talk about that in a minute. But don't be surprised to see crabgrass with some dandelions right around it. Now, I will tell you this, and a lot of folks don't know this as well. There's only one time of the year you can kill crabgrass. Now. You cannot yes. kill grab, crabgrass in July or October Too or late. August. Yep. You've got to kill it now. So if you're going to take care of your crabgrass, you've got to get that taken care of now. Use the right product on it, but you want to kill that off now. Because here's the thing. Crabgrass, if not careful, can take over a whole yard. Well, on the other side of the crabgrass is you can do the same thing with your brown spots. Just dig it up. True. True. Good point. Good point. Um also, uh, somebody just asked me, do I have any great, great tips on raised garden beds? Yes, actually, I do. We'll talk about those as well. In fact, uh, we've just gotten done building a few of those for some of our clients because they're a great way to keep the critters out of your beds, whether it be flowers or you've got a little garden or whatever the case may be. It keeps those critters out because they typically, the squirrels can get in them, but the rabbits and stuff can't get into them. So, yeah, we can talk about that here in just one moment as well. But back to the crabgrass, dandelions. Yes, you want to make sure that your. And by the way, if you're going to use chemical, which a lot of us do, and I'm not opposed to that, if you're going to use some chemical to kill those particular things, crabgrass, dandelions, and so on, you want to use not Roundup, because Roundup kills everything. Including yourself. Including your, yourself <laughs> yeah. and the grass around it. Now, is Roundup okay to use in certain circumstances? Of course it is. You want to kill the cracks, you know, the, the weeds that are coming up, up in the cracks of the driveway or in your rock beds or things like that. Just be careful around any vegetation because the Roundup will kill whatever the other vegetation is yes. around it. And you will get weeds that will crop up in rocks, even when the weed barrier is down, because what happens is enough dirt and stuff collects through the rocks on top of the weed barrier that it doesn't take much dirt for the weed to grow. It's amazing what weeds will grow in versus grass, but that's just the way it is. Weeds are our nemesis, and that's just the way it is. So make sure you're using the right product to kill the crabgrass and dandelions. Now, there's a product called Weed Be Gone. I think Orthos put it out. It's been out for years. That will kill dandelions in the grass without killing the grass. Yep. And there are uh, products, and we'll get into the technical names of them, but there are products out there that will kill just the weed and not the bluegrass. And some of you are going to say, how do they do that? I don't know. I'm not a chemist, but they figured it out. They, they just know what to do, and it only kills certain things. But I do know this, again, from experience. If you're going to kill crabgrass, back to what I said a moment ago, you've got to get the right product. You have to kill it now or dig it up, as Larry said. You, now, you can dig it up any time of the year and make that happen. But if you're going to use a, a, uh, a product to kill the crabgrass and control it that way, uh, now is the time of the year. And I've got a few plates. Everybody in Colorado, if you don't have crabgrass in your yard, congratulations. Because <laughs> yeah. most of us do because it blows in. And, it, and, again, once it starts, it spreads so easily that you'll have what you start off with one year as a little patch, maybe the size of, I don't know, three by five card that Larry, if not, if not careful, you'll come back the next year and it'll be three foot, oh, yeah. not three by five yep. inches, but three by five feet. If you're not careful, because it, it grows, grows very easily, it grows that well. And it yep. will, it will crowd out. It will. The bluegrass is yes. what it does. So it will crowd that out. Now I also know this, the healthier your lawn is, your bluegrass is the less you have in regard to weed, crabgrass, dandelions, and so on. doesn't mean you're not going to have any because things still will blow right. in and you will still have those. But the healthier you keep your yard, the less product you have to put on it. It's sort of like, a, think of it as us. I talk about health and wellness every Wednesday on Rush to Reason. It's no different than what we are in our lives. The healthier we are, 
the less quote-unquote product we (laughs) have to take to keep ourselves healthy. The healthier our bodies are through proper, you know, proper meals, exercise, and so on, even the right supplements, the right feeding of ourselves, if you would, the less issues we have. Your yard is no different. Well, when you talk that way, one of the things I like to do, and you were talking about topsoil, well, I take topsoil and I throw it throughout my yard. Not a bad idea. Two or three times a year. Not a bad idea. And it not only feeds the grass, but it also loosens the soil. Yes, it does. So it takes, the soil can absorb water easier and finish, you know, water the roots of the grass. And Mm -hmm. that's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So uh, somebody also said, rather than Roundup, you can use diesel fuel. Yeah, you can. In fact, gasoline, you can do the same way. You just have to do the cost analysis of what's cheaper you know, the, the Roundup or the, the diesel fuel. Now, the one thing I will say about Roundup that they've finally gotten in it versus you know, even putting some of the fuel products on it is it typically will last more than one season. Not always, but typically if you spray an area with Roundup, you'll kill that. You'll, you'll sort of, uh, uh, how do you want to call it, uh, Larry? You, you basically make the soil and everything dormant right. to where hardly anything will grow in that area. In fact, if you decide to go back and plant anything, flowers, grass, or whatever, where you've actually used that, you'll have to replace some of the soil because it'll kill off right. the soil. It sterilizes. That's what that's the word I was looking for. It sterilizes the, the soil. So, again, that's one of those things that you need to be looking at and remember that when you're putting down any kind of product like a full Roundup, and there's other products not called Roundup that do the exact same right. thing. But you have to read the label and see what it does. Yeah, and on all these products, thank you, Larry, for saying that. On all these products, you you really do need to read the label on all of these and apply accordingly because yep. the last thing you want to do is have issues with what you're doing in the application. Some folks are very sensitive to these products. You need to know what's going on even inside of your own family and even those that are around you. In fact, when you're in the commercial world and you're spraying anything, there's a full list of people that is publicized by the ag department to where you know where those people live and you have to be very careful spraying around those and so on. Now, Larry brought up something during the break you all didn't hear, and I'll just say it straight up. You don't need a lawn service to make your lawn green. Right. Okay, I mean that as sincerely as I can. Nothing against the companies that run around and spray and do all the different things, but, but keep this in mind. The majority of them unless it's a, a boutique-type lawn care service you've hired. But if you hire True Green, for example, they won't kill anything. No. They will fertilize right. and help your lawn turn green. They do that with granular or liquid fertilizer, depending upon you know probably the, the, the salesperson and where you're at and who's doing it and so on. And I'll just say it straight up. You don't need them. No, because you can buy the same stuff yourself. You can yourself. do it yourself. It's yep. not, we, this is not rocket science. Now, I know some folks to where if you don't read the label on the fertilizer, another one where you've got to really read the label, and you've got to apply correctly because, yes, yes, you can, quote-unquote, burn your grass. You can over-fertilize. By overfeeding it yep. if you're not careful. And now it will come back after that, but it takes a while for that to come. In other words, let's say you're this is something you shouldn't do. You're fertilizing the grass, and you need more than one hopper full on the fertilizer spreader, and you decide you're going to fill it up in the middle of the grass. And in turn, you spill some out, and this is the voice of experience talking, 
Yep. You spill some out <laughs> as you're filling up the hopper. Guess what you're going to have in a, in about a week? You're going to have burn grass. A big, a big yellow <laughs> yeah. spot from burning the grass for all that fertilizer. And the best way to do that, by the way, to get rid of that, is just soak that with as much water to dilute it as you can over the next week or two. That's the only way to get rid of that burning that you just that you just made happen by spilling that fertilizer. So I will say that you've got to have the right mixture. You don't want to over-fertilize. You don't want to under-fertilize. Well, if you under-fertilize, you're not going to see the results that you expect. Nope. And, the, and if you over, now we're talking about the burning. So, again, you need that right mixture. And every bag of fertilizer will have on there, you know, what's the square footage? What's the application accordingly? Where do you set your spreader? And just use it accordingly. Read the instructions. It's not that hard to figure out. I personally, especially this time of the year, for some of you that have especially smaller yards, the weed and feed product works great. You can put that product down now. It will actually take care of some of these other broad leaves that we're talking about yes. a moment ago. You can do it all in one step. You can feed the grass, kill the weeds, do what you need to do all in one fell swoop. It just What I will tell you is that's an economic decision you need to make based upon the size of your yard. The bigger the yard, the more expensive that gets. And I will just tell you from experience, the larger the, the yard, you're better off just using regular fertilizer and taking care of the weeds on your own because weed and feed's not cheap. No, it's not. And the other side of that coin is when you decide you're going to fertilize or use weed and feed or whatever, you want to water the grass first. Correct. So then the, the fertilizer will, will stick. stick. Correct. Yep. Correct. Now, make and when, again, all of this is on the label where you've got the ability to read all of this, and it makes it really easy. Joe, hang tight. We're up against a break. We'll give you plenty of time that way when we come back. So hang tight, everybody. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Winter is nearing its end, but the threats to your roof's integrity are not. Warmer temperatures mean melting snow and spring rains. Don't wait until there's water inside your home to act. Be proactive today by calling Roof Savers Colorado. Here at Roof Savers, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement without compromising the performance of your roof. This 100% plant-based product gives you the new roof performance without new roof costs. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. Call today to schedule your free roof inspection. Call us at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to roofsaversco.com today to ensure your roof can keep unwanted leaks away. 
Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and, in most cases, an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3 one buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR. All right, we're back. And Larry said, too, really quick before we move on, that some of those yellow spots, depending upon where you live and what kind of animal activity you have around, including your own pet, you can end up with issues with you know, with actually those brown spots coming from pet urine and the like. It's high in nitrogen, and it's doing an right. over-fertilization, basically, is what it's doing, just like we talked about a moment ago. So, Joe, what's up? Oh, John, a couple things. Um, one, on, on fertilizing your lawn, if you have a push spreader, or more, more critically, if you have a tow behind behind your garden tractor, um, if you've got a push spreader, make sure you're, you're, you're moving when you open the little gate. Yes. Um, and, if you've got a tow, and, and, and if you've got a tow behind... Make sure you open it on the driveway because when you turn around and you, you throw that little handle, by the time you get yep. back and, and hit the accelerator on your garden tractor, you've already dumped probably a, a pint of that. Yep. So and by then afterwards, if that's you doing that, which I've done that in the past, and you're using a heavy iron, which you need in Colorado, a heavy iron fertilizer, make sure you're blowing all that off good or you'll have little uh, peckled spots, <laughs> speckled spots all over your concrete right after that. Yep. Yeah, or or your black. Well, in my case, it's blacktop. But again, uh, you can blow it off with a leaf blower yep. or, or rinse it off with a hose. But uh, don't don't and don't be stopped and then and then reach reach nope. behind you and and through, because you will dump a pint or more of fertilizer in that one spot. And yeah, it really, it really folks, it's common sense. This isn't. There's no rocket science here. You've got to be moving to get the application down. And if you stop and it pours out, it's just like overflowing on the hopper. We talked about a moment ago. You're going to burn the grass. Exactly. Um, also, on your mower, um, you know, I used to, you know, the grass here grows very well here. I used to, I used to have one of these uh, push, 
lawn sweepers where you can sweep up oh, yeah. lawn clippings in the summer and in the in the fall you can sweep up leaves. Uh, but I switched to uh, mulching blades on my tractor, mm-hmm. on yeah. my mower deck, and I don't have to do that anymore. So consider good way to do it. Yeah, and and I, you know I'm glad you said that, Joe. Because the other thing I was going to say too, which a lot of people I think make mistakes on. You don't need to power rake your grass. You never or rarely ever see a golf course power raking the regular grass. Occasionally, if they've got a spot that they're working on to try to do some rejuvenation, they may power rake it. But in general, Joe, you do not need to power rake. Let that stuff just decompose and get back down in the soil. That's the best thing you can do. Power raking it is not necessary. Right. Uh, now, and the reason I, I started using that lawn sweeper is that you know, here we get really, really tall grass, and I've got a 54-inch wide mower deck. And when we would get done mowing, after a couple of days, you would see these huge brown streaks where you could go out there and pick up a yeah. wad yeah. of grass, and it looked like hell. Right. So uh, you know, my wife said, it looks like hell. you got to get So I bought one of these long sweeper deals, which, you know, I, I still You just need a big bagger the- there, Joe, is what you need. <laughs> yeah. or, or a bagger. But now since I put the uh, the mulching blades on, you don't even yeah, it's it. not as bad. No, and and I what I normally do just for a lot of you listening, and you can do whatever you want to. But typically, I'll bag the first two mows of the year, and I've got a mower that even though it's riding, it'll still bag. But I'll bag the first couple of the year, and then after that, mulch all the way through, and then maybe bag again as the leaves and everything are falling off in the end of the year. But typically, Joe, even try to mulch as much of that up because there's good iron and things in those leaves and everything. I'll mulch those all up and just put them right back down in. Yep. Well, so yeah, typically when I do here. mine. Especially in the fall when the leaves are falling, I just mulch it. Yeah, just mulch it all up. Yeah, yep, it doesn't yep. hurt a thing. And again, if you can buy mulching blades for most most lawnmowers, yep. and particularly you know, and they're and they're they're different, but only you know, it only takes a few minutes to change them off. Just take a socket wrench and boom, you you know, I yep. don't know whether you got a two blade or a three blade. Uh, it's easier, obviously, if you do it when you're if you're taking the mower deck off. Um, other thing I want to talk about inside the house, John. Now that we're going to be switching from cooling to heating heating to cooling um now's the time number one and i hope dan muir is listening because i don't think he's ever done that if you have a humidifier uh, (laughs) (laughs) on your furnace how do you remember that joe (laughs) turn it off (laughs) well number one turn it off in two ways one they typically all have a dial on them where you can go from zero to 100 percent humidity so set the dial down to zero and then if you have a water shutoff valve which hopefully you do, turn the water shutoff valve to off. Uh, you also now have to, to, to switch out your air filter. Yeah, I was going to say service it while you're at it. Right, air filter. And remember on your air filters, there's a little arrow on the filter. Make sure you're putting the filter in, in the, with the right airflow direction. Right. And don't forget the little condensate pump and the little condensate, little square. It's half the size of a shoebox. That thing over the winter could have got gunked up with mold, uh, you know, all sorts of nasty stuff in there, dead flies. Uh, and in the summer, when your AC is running, you're going to generate tremendous amounts of condensate from the AC system. So uh, if you haven't opened up your little condensate pump receptacle, it's a little box um, about the size of a Tupperware. Open that up, check the float, make sure there's no crap or crud or s- slime in there, because if that thing stops working this summer, you're going to have a flood in your basement. And mm. if you've got carpeting or anything that's going to be pretty pretty nasty yep good point all, all good stuff joe as always all right guys appreciate you joe thank you very much jeff in uh, montana what's going on jeff hey good morning uh first of all mulching is definitely the way to go uh, yeah really uh, they, they've, they've 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 uh, up 
as you know, Jeff, they've just the, the technology of even, as Joe said a moment, even just changing some of the blades out, even on a non-mulch deck and making it a mulching mower, man, they have come a long way from what it was early on. Way better. Well, and you can use the mulching blade to bag it if Correct. you want to. You can. Yeah, good point. Right. Yeah, and uh, and the decks now are designed for mulching a lot as well. So, um, yep. You know, have more Only way to go. Guys. We should be, should have been doing that years ago, but nobody knew about it. Yeah, the uh, the one thing about it is don't let your lawn get too high because <laughs> yeah. if you do, then you're going to get No, gonna and, and Jeff, cold. I'm glad you said that here in Colorado, especially given the – especially as we get into the heat of the summer and, you know, we, we tend to not have enough water just because of the climate that we're in. The highest setting on your mower is what you should be mowing at. Yep, I mow, I mow at the highest, and, and uh, I probably don't do it as frequently as I need to, but uh, I go out and disperse any clumps that are out there yep. because uh, it was my fault. The other thing I want to talk about, and I know it's a sensitive subject for a lot of folks, but... There's a lot of pseudoscience out there around glyphosate, and it has been extensively looked at by organizations all over the world. I'm looking right now at a list of 17 different organizations uh, in different countries, France, Germany, the EU, Australia. Um, And I'm not saying that, that there's no risk to it. But the risk that they found, it's, a, it's about as dangerous to be, according to what I'm reading right now, it's about as dangerous to be a barber or eat red meat as it is to um, be around glyphosate. Now, you want to take precautions. You don't want to breathe it in if you don't have to, and you wash things off. Yeah, but, yeah, the, uh, yeah, thank you, Jeff. The biggest thing on it, and we should have said this earlier, if you're doing any kind of weed spraying, is when I know this just because in the in the – chemical application side of things in our business there's certain things we have to do and and, you know tests and applications and so on and you know my guys jeff when they're applying it have to wear rubber boots they've got to wear rubber gloves they got to wear long pants you don't want to be wearing shorts you don't want it getting onto your skin it is blood borne but you're you're correct jeff you take the right precautions it's not a big deal right and uh it's just you don't don't be spraying it with with flip-flops and your shorts on is my point (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, I mean, we're I, so I used to wearing masks anyway. Exactly. You know, put a little mask on, you know, long sleeve shirt, long pants and shoes, and you, you'll be fine, as you know, Jeff. And, and, and watch the wind. The other thing you don't want to be doing, just for common sense reasons, don't be spraying on a windy day. Yeah, for a whole host of reasons. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Thank you. Yeah, a, just because you want it going where you're spraying it, not over everything else. Including right. your neighbor's Including yard you. and everything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's folks who will go out and uh, make their own weed killer using table salt and uh, and uh, vinegar and a little bit of uh, dishwashing fluid, and it works. I mean, I'm not going to disparage. Now, downside is you're not really killing it all the way down. You're not you're not sterilizing the soil like what the right. other products you're talking about will do, Jeff. That's the issue, even with using a petroleum product like gasoline or diesel fuel. Yeah, that'll kill it as well, but you're not killing the soil off, which really, when it comes to weeds, is what you want to do. We got to yeah, get down to the roots. That's right. Yep. Yep. And uh, if you remember, I remember this from ancient history classes that after the last war with Carthage, Rome went and salted their fields so that nothing would grow. So yep. any place you're putting down table salt, that's right. you're making it impossible for things to grow. That's now, right. if that's a place that you don't ever want something to grow, that's fine. But if you just want to get rid of weeds in order to plant. Uh, flowers or vegetables or something later, um, you put table salt down, it's going to be there a long time. So, 
Yep. Whereas glyphosate. Disperses uh, relatively quickly. Yeah, we don't we don't have uh, salt tolerant plants. In fact, I say it all the time. It's why when you look along any of our major interstates and roads, and you see the dead trees, pine trees, and so on along the sides of the interstates, those are not trees that are diseased. Those are trees that cannot handle the salt that's come off of the roads that have been sprayed up by the cars driving in the winter time. Jeff, that's what's got those trees killed. To your point. Yeah. So. Uh, and that's pretty much the case up here, too. So Yep. And, and um, by the way, most environmentalists have no idea what I just said. They, they think those disease, uh, yeah. you know, those trees have some <laughs> yeah. sort of disease or something. No, it's from the salt on the roads. Well, if yep. you think about it, the uh, diesel particulates cause the same problem. So yeah. it's, it's yeah, all a combination. It's density. Yep. I mean, I had a, a brilliant doctor tell me one time that, you know, the dose is the poison. You know, table salt. Be too much of it, True. it will kill you. Jeff, you drink too you much know? water, it'll kill you. Yes. And uh, <laughs> oh, you're talking about the dangers of dihydrogen monoxide poisoning? <laughs> yep. Which is a chemical name for water. Yep, exactly. Um, so, no, great point. There, great point. Yeah, there's actually a, uh, a, a product safety sheet out there about the dangers of dihydrogen monoxide. And yep. folks read it and, and they go, oh my God, this is horrible. It's in everything. Yeah, because. It's water. It's H2O. Yep. You got it. All right, Jeff, I'm going to get a couple more in. Appreciate you very much, as always. J.D. and Lone Tree, go ahead. Hey, I think that's me. Um, yeah, it's nice to talk about cutting lawns and, and outdoorsy stuff instead of what's actually going on in the world. Uh, so thanks for taking You're very welcome. Well, <laughs> oh, you know, and it's one of those things we just got to go do anyways, J.D. We're going to take care of our stuff and have things looking good. That's what we have to do. Yeah, got a got a soldier on. That's right. Hey, uh, going back to the dandelion thing, uh, I am a proponent of like wild edibles. We've talked before when we were having the whole survival stuff, right? And dandelions are unsightly um, in a lawn, but there's a reason they're there. Just like everything else, those deep tap roots are able to get to nutrients that grass roots can't get to, tree roots can't get to. Right. And that is why they show up in a poor lawn because That's right. That's right. they have the space to grow the seed land. Typically while they're around the edges as well, up. to your point, J.D. Yep. That's, I mean, you'll see them in the middle sometimes on an unhealthy lawn, but normally it's around the edges around you the edges. see them. Yep. yep. Yeah, and so do what you want to do if you need to have the most immaculate lawn in the neighborhood. Go for it. But uh, they're there for a reason. And if you let them die off, uh, all that nutrient, all those nutrients that get into the leaves and the flower heads and all that, that's going to go back into the top of the soil and further um, help the, the lawn out. But if you're, you're just aside from the lawn, if you've got a bunch of dandelions underneath your trees or elsewhere in your garden, let them grow. Uh, they're just going to be free food for your other plants and moving forward. Yeah, and or you. You can eat it. that if you want to. I used to have a neighbor that made a great salad out of those, J.D. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And a tea. He called and it Chigadia. <laughs> That's what his name was. He was an Italian guy. He called it Chigadia. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to eat the dandelions no. out of no, your no, lawn no. that you've been spraying for decades. Of but course. If you find some or if you actually grow them uh, in a, maybe a container or a raised garden right. bed. Um, just treat them like any other veg. Yep, that's exactly right. No, great point, J.D. You can sure do that, definitely. All right, guys. Good stuff, J.D. Appreciate it very much. And uh, Bill in Littleton, probably our last call this hour. Go ahead, Bill. Is there a product that can di- differentiate between crabgrass 
We had grass to spray on to get rid of crabgrass. Yes, you can buy just a, in fact, this time of the year, there there will be on the shelves of the majority of the big box stores crabgrass killer, yes. and it does know the difference between it and your bluegrass, and it will kill just the crabgrass. Now, I also will say that if, if you've got just a small spot, I'll be honest, Bill, the easiest thing to do there is get your little shovel out right now. The grass is still pretty moist. Just get in there, dig all that out, let it grow back in naturally, and it's not a big deal. Or you can put a little grass seed in there. If you've got a big patch, yeah, you have to kill it off. Yeah, i got a small patch, so that's what I'll do, dig it out and grass seed it. And as you know, that those roots go way, you know, that crabgrass goes way down. Oh, and make man, sure you get all of it out or it will come back. Very good. That's it. That's all you got to do, Bill. Appreciate it very much. But, yes, there are, for those of you listening, where maybe you've got a, quite a bit of it or maybe you've got a, a larger property and you've got some crabgrass issues in multiple places, yes, the uh, chemicals, the, the surfactants, the chemicals, not surfactants, but the uh, – the, I'll just call it chemicals. That's the easiest way to say it. The, the chemicals that are out there, those are fact, and what makes it stick. But the, the chemicals that are out there, uh, it does know. They differentiate. Just make sure you buy the right chemical. And crabgrass, again, back to what we said earlier, has to be killed. If you're going to use chemicals on it, now, if you're going to dig it up, you can do it anytime you want to. But if you're going to use chemicals to kill crabgrass, that's got to be done now, or you're out of luck. And that I have no answers to. I'm not a... a uh, Horticulturist, so I don't know all of the reasons behind that as to why. I think because they're in their growth period now, right, just like dandelions, and they're establishing yeah. themselves and so on. Now is what now is when you have that ability to get them killed. If you don't, you will not. You won't kill it the rest of the year. Once they're established, they're done. Well, on the other side of, the, of that coin is if you're going to fertilize or if you're going to try to kill crabgrass or whatever, you want to do it when there's no chance of rain. Right. That's true. Good point. Good point. Now, some of them will tell you that you can have rain on them within a couple, two or three hours. I, I am one where I think 24 hours 24 is, by, hours by, is by, by rule, is the best way to yep. do that. Now, I was going to talk about irrigation systems. Didn't really get a chance to do that. I'll probably table that until next week, mainly because, frankly, if you get it turned on today, great. If you don't, we're going to have enough moisture here the next few days. Yeah, it's going to be warm in the middle of the week. But if you don't get your sprinkler system on until next week, right. it's not going to be a big issue. We can talk about how to get that fired up. No, you do not need a service to come turn your sprinkler system on. <laughs> yeah. I will next week walk you through what needs to be done to get that done. There's plenty of videos out there on it as well, so if you need help with that. But really, it's not a hard thing to do. We'll walk you through that process next week. But Drive Radio coming up next. If you're listening to us on Tuesday, our replay, thank you very much. Rush to Reason comes up next. But we will be at Drive Radio here in just one minute. Don't go anywhere. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. and opinions expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.